lunch at Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good. Hello and welcome to Uncle Mo's Family Feedback, where we look at the dizzing highs, the terrifying lows, and the creamy middles of seasons 1 to 12. As always, I'm your host, Tyler McRae, and joining me is Cal Reader, as we have a little play on the Simpsons random episode generator, spin the roulette wheel if you will, and pick every single episode, and have a little critique, and have a bit of fun along the road. Cal, how are we doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm very, very good, uh... How do you think of our pilot? Uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Smoothly as possible. No yeah, cock-ups uh... whatsoever. They don't need to know. It's fine. We're coming at you today with Season 10, Episode 3, Bart the Mother. Initially directed by Stephen Dean Moore, written by David X. Cohen. The original air date being September 27th, 1998. And the couch gag is two firemen holding the couch as a safety net. And the whole family jumps onto the couch, apart from Homer falling through the floor. Initial thoughts on this episode, Cal? Uh, any memories? Um, I like this episode. I it always it's one I can't really remember watching when I was like young, young. I just always remember. I can't remember it ever being on Channel Four or BBC Two. I just remember it being on Sky One, kind of thing, where which is later in the years. It's one. It's not it. When we first got told it was it, when you first told me it was this episode, uh, I I kind of had to think a little bit before I got it mixed. Uh, I got it mixed up to something else about murderer. Oh right. Um, but yeah, no, it's a good episode. It's a strong episode. It's I think it's teetering on the stages where something starts getting a bit more weird and a bit more kind of loose with storylines rather than like yeah, but, in a pilot where it's just literally book ended. Yeah, a bit more wacky, a bit more loose if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly can't remember the second half of this episode. I always remember the first half and what happens with Bart and what he actually does to commit the crime, but mm. I got no memory of the second half. Really? Yes, yes. There's, there's one bit of it what I, I always remember bugging me when I was younger when I was watching it when I rewatched the episode it bugged me again I'll talk I'll talk about it when we get up to it but it's definitely it's just one bit and it's always bugged me whenever I've watched that episode fun fact uh, Nancy Cartwright has cited this as one of her favorite episodes she's ever had to do as Bart faces a lot of uh, moral challenges and she really liked voicing uh and using this dialogue she's a weird one Nancy Cartwright a lot of weird people are into Scientology <laughs> That really broke my heart. Yeah. I only found that out like last year as well. Do you think no. she's pumped as much money as uh, Travolta or Cruz? No, I don't think she has. I swear she got warned by Matt Groening because she did a it was like a like a voice message thing for the Scient- Church of Scientology in the voice of Bob. Oh no. Without getting the rights from oh, anyone, and they obviously found out and just, they either find her or warned her or something like that saying that if you do all that basically unreligious the whole Simpsons really is being that God's the only one with, a five, uh, with five fingers I don't but want yeah, to think about know. her funding Tom Cruise's teeth whitening money it's just not on there was that thing that went around on Facebook a couple of years ago where she's like in a supermarket um, drive through or like a Walmart drive through or something like that and she buys a load of cookies from like a from this dude like a Boy Scout oh, I have seen that. I, I just I don't know why I just find it the most cringe-worthy thing in the world. But she's just like, yeah, well, you're talking to Bart Simpson. Hey man, how are 
like you. It's just like you're just like, oh wow, yeah, this is interesting. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just feels really like maybe in the nineties that would have been, or like early two thousands that would have been more kind of like, oh my god, that's so cool. But yeah, it's know. very old pasture, isn't it? It's just very. It just feels very circle jerky, kind of thing. Oh, of course. But anyway, on with the episode. If you can't remember the the back end of it. Uh, we open up with the family going to a day fun centre. They get the letter, don't they? They get the uh, letter, which is Homer calls everybody around and says, mail call, and says, President, and then Marge takes it, and he goes, and that's it. And he goes, why Why did you call us all around for, because of this? And he, it's because, oh, because, he says something like, oh, because my God, my God complex. What does he say now? Um, I never got that. Yeah, they're at the family fun centre, and... Yeah. Oh, what came first, the go-karting or Homer at the bat in practice? Uh, go-karting. Uh, yeah, because as soon as he comes out of the car, he's like... Uh, uh, man, it feels good to get out of that car. Go-kart! Come on, everybody, let's go! And then they're all racing around, Marge being the safest driver. Now, obviously, you don't drive for anyone wanting to know a bit more about Cal. He doesn't actually drive, he just... Uh, more commutes. I'd like there to be more people like Marge Simpson. I say that, I tend to go at least a bit five miles over just for efficiency. No police listening, it's fine. Just for more efficiency. I can't... I don't mind drivers like Marge, but it's more like it's a bookend for me. It's a, more of an annoyance for me. Why are you obeying the law and I need to get home and play Red Dead 2? It's a damn inconvenience. Slow and steady wins the race. I just like this. This is good character writing. I expect this from Marge and it's funny. Yeah. You expect even like Leisha, the goody two shoes in the series can get so much annoyed with her that she just kind of overtakes and laps her about five times. Oh yeah, just seeing them all lap each other again adds to it. And then obviously Nelson comes into the fray. Um, picking on Millhouse. Millhouse is always the brunt of violence and that. Mole Man is for adults and Millhouse is just that kid. I don't know, he's mm. just he's easy to pick on and he Semi deserves it. Like, have you ever known anyone like that in life, growing up through school, college, uh, uni? You? No. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I wondered why. Uh, <laughs> um, I know. Well, no, I have actually got. I think you've met him as well. I've got. I have got a friend um, called Adam, who's. It, it's not the same as as Millhouse, um, as he's annoying. He's just one of the nicest people you'll ever meet in the entirety of the world. He's this really kind, really sweet guy. Um, I used to work with him, so what me and one of my friends used to do is just kind of darkly, not bully him, but kind of just have really horrific banter with him, where he'd be really dark, just to see how he'd cringe and stuff. Um, <laughs> and I, f I found out, like, a year later of knowing him, I'm basically just jokingly bullying him, um, that his dad was exactly the same because he could take it and he just laugh at him because it makes him feel really old. He's literally the nicest person in the world. Um, and I, when I found out, his, like his dad, I found out later, like his dad was, uh, he, cause he added me on Facebook, I didn't add him. Oh. And like Adam was saying, like, that's such a rarity, like you don't understand, like I've had friends since his childhood and my dad just doesn't accept, like he doesn't even add him, but he for some reason got like the lucky one. Oh. I always remember this story where it was just hilarious where he went um he wanted to text his dad round Father's Day 
saying, um, just to give it a kind of like idea of why this guy's like my no half to everything. Um, and this is very similar to what type of jokes what I pull with him. Um, his dad wants to take, uh, he texts his dad saying, what do you want Father's Day? And his dad texts back, um, if I'm honest, the best present you can give me is not turning up. Um, but I think it'd upset your mother, so you may as well show up. Fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. But it's funny, you think, oh, you're making me sound like a dick. I'm making myself sound like a dick. Um, <laughs> but like, he, like he, does char- he does a lot for charity and he wants to skydive. Um, and he said all he wanted was like £300. And I said, I'll give you 500 if you do it without a parachute. And the first person who liked it was his dad. And I was just like, well done, Martin. This is why we're friends. <laughs> so yeah, he's my no house, I guess. What about yourself? Oh, probably a couple. Um, I'd probably say the biggest example, um, I don't want him getting anything from this. Um, I'll just call him Dean. Um, I don't know, he's just... Not Dean. Dean, yeah, good old trusted Dean. Um, yeah, I don't know, he's just annoying and he never did anything to really upset. He was just more like, um, very, um, like Milhouse, very devoted or always wanting to hang out sometimes and that. And, yeah, I don't know, it's the kind of thing you shouldn't get bullied, but then there's sometimes where I write, I'm, I'm not advocating bullying by the way, people. This is a non bullying podcast, but just some people sort of. You can see why. They don't help themselves. No. Like I said, we mean and my mate, he's like he you know, he's a very good friend. I've I've been I go visit him. He comes visit me when he's in Sheffield, I go visit him where every maybe. Um and it's just it's literally like I don't know, he's just a really good friend, but he just he just deserves to kind of have horrific sentences said to him just to see how he reacts. The darker the better. So we cut to the inside of the day centre. On that note. Yeah. We cut to the inside of the day centre and they're trying to win tickets. I love the little play back and forth between Lisa and Maggie going for the Maggie assist there, giving a little fingers dance. Very cute. Later in the seasons where Maggie starts getting kind of cooler, because she is a bit of a badass, like... Yeah, she... Where would, where would you think that? I like, actually really like that, um, what was it, early 2000s, where they have her saving Homer from drowning and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I just always think it's fun. Obviously, it's, yeah. uh, again, about sort of breaking character and all that, but I don't know, yeah. Maggie's just... Super fun. She's the innocent. There's nothing ever that bad about her, so it's always fun to see her with a little quirks or, you know, from episode to episode, just to see what sort of scrapes she gets into. I like later season Maggie. There's a bit on the Simpsons movie. What's really funny is like get the baby, and then she smashes a ball. <laughs> you can tell she's that is one of my best bits. <laughs> like square go. It's fantastic. Uh, but yes, Bart tries to get some stuff with only four tickets. A uh, mustache comb and what four paper clips, I believe. Uh, mush, uh, mustache comb and four paper clips, or uh, a bunch of uh, rubber bands, and I can't remember what else it is. Oh yeah, gross. But Nelson comes along with his stolen goods and his stolen tickets, and gets either a BB rifle or an easy bake oven. Yeah, 
Warm cooking would be nice. So he goes for the BB gun. Bart always jumping in and always wanting to be the cool kid or be part of the cool gang. Asks to see if he can use it at some time and Nelson says yes. And they meet round his house. But Marge has a couple of stern words and with, uh, I don't know about this, with mental health among young people being like at an all-time low or like peaking with depressing issues and that, having her just go, he's a sad, lonely Vicious little boy. I don't know how I feel about that. Really? I, I don't know. I, I didn't. Ex- I don't I expect where it. You're going with that. that went very dark. <laughs> well, yeah. It's just. I don't know if it's more the words or if I think it's a tiny bit out of Marge's character. But just her saying he's a sad, lonely, vicious boy in an angry sort of voice. I don't know. It just maybe it rubbed me the wrong way. What about I yourself? Don't know, I don't really. Because at the end of the day, you can kind of, you know, you can tiptoe around the facts all, all you want, but there is those people who are just kind of like, that are sticks, and it kind of, it, it, it's, it's ageless in a way. Like, my, you know, I, I know I know parents who just say like, oh, that, you know, there's a girl at my daughter's school, and she's just a cunt, and she's just a nasty piece of shit. Um, she brings the worst out in my daughter. She kind of bullies her to be her friend, kind of thing. I just, I don't know. I figured and you it... can't, you know, you can't, you can't bullshit around this thing. I think it's a huge joke more than anything. I know. But I just like... figured maybe it's because it's Marge. It'd be more sympathetic, but not that she was wrong. It's just I know. I just did not expect it. But we see Bart. He does meet up with Nelson, and he starts shooting off the air BB at his dad's car for more payments, <laughs> yeah. and it's his. So does this. This bit, what I think, because I'm, I'm still a bit unsure with the timelines of, like, obviously Nelson's dad being a bit of a um, loser kind of thing. Oh, deadbeat, yeah. Like, yeah, is he, because is he about, is he not at this point, like, has he gone for the cigarettes for Nelson, or has he... No, I believe, oh, I'm tr- yeah, I believe he is gone, he's not in his life, but yeah. I believe they did do a later episode where you find out where he's gone... And it's something odd, like, he, again, it went for fags to pick up fags, and he got assaulted with some allergen. I don't, I'm, tr- I'm thinking of shrimps and peanuts, but that was a Skinner yeah. and Bart thing. Anyway, some sort of allergen, and it his face like gets all swollen, and he ends up performing in a so- circus as a freak. Yeah, but the thing is, is um, Nelson's dad does appear uh, a few times before that happens, usually in black... Uh, in like um, background characters, or he'll say like one thing for comedic effect, kind of thing. Oh yeah, um, I, well we, I've only seen him as the soccer coach. Yeah, 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 exactly. He dares Bart. Nelson dares Bart to shoot a bird's nest, and Bart wanting to go along, but he is having some sort of secondary judgment, so he moves the sight, but he ends up killing the bird anyway, mm-hmm. even with the crooked sight. That bit. That bit kind of killed me a little bit. I love Put intended. Just to call it. Oh, he did it, even with a crooked side. Is that what? Crooked side. Now, was this good for you? Were you, I don't know, were you shocked initially? Oh, I, oh, I love killing birds, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I... See, this is one thing that's kind of flashed me back. I always remember this bit on watching it when I was younger. Um, and it, I don't know why, it always kind of made me feel a little bit sick. Well, yeah, it's this, something dying in a animated show obviously that's you don't see that a lot do you yeah especially well especially at the time not obviously a bit more now but like it always i don't know why it always made me feel a bit ill and um there's this one 
and then there's one later on which kind of freaked me out a little bit, which is the Treehouse of Horror, Horror episode where um, Dr. Frink's father comes back and he starts stealing spines from people. That one always used to freak me out as well. Oh, yeah, that was um, creepy. But yeah, I don't know. It, it just it always gave me like a sick feeling in my stomach. Not not so much now because I've just basically been tainted by the internet and various other gruesome shows. Uh, yeah, it, it, it kind of it. It was a little bit shocking, really, more than anything. Like, yeah, Marge ends up pulling up, and she asks about what he's been doing. A load of cats start appearing around him, and she does find the uh, remains of the bird. Now, this bit got me because I've had this, um, I've had similar lines or this discussion with my mum before. You know what? Do what you like. You're just a little hoodlum now. I don't care. Yeah. That hit me hard. That hit home. I don't know about you, but that's happened to be a couple of times because my, uh, yeah. my dad's the proper disciplinarian of the house and yeah. he's all bark and bark and bark so I'm used to it from him but I don't know when it's said from a mum it means something it is isn't it it's, it's more it's the whole I'm not angry I'm disappointed okay. yeah yes exactly exactly the voice performance here from oh not Yardley Smith uh, Marge's voice actor will pop it in later yeah um, her voice actor just absolutely nails that shame and yeah I think she's a bang up job there I think it is it's just it's, it's just a, you know discuss um, Julie Kavner sorry Julie Kavner yeah it hits hard yeah I think it's just like you know it does sound realistic or it's being like you know what okay do what you want I don't give a shit anymore mm. not the first time we've seen this from Marge as well because there's obviously the whole um, this episode always reminds me of the, well, this is an early one the Christmas one. one yeah where, where he, um, Marge be not proud that's the one yeah it's very similar to that, you know, the whole, what are you doing now, you little thief? Bart wants to make amends, though, so he ends up taking the nest and learning how to um, look after these uh, fragile eggs. Now, this made me sad. I don't know about you. Okay. This is the last voice appearance of Phil Hartman. Is it really? Yeah. Three months later, killed by his uh, then ex-wife. Wow. Yeah, I so, I mean, it's... I've never had a bad Troy McClure, Phil Hartman no. line or scene. He just nailed it every single time. He was one of my favourite characters when I was younger. You know, so when you were younger, what did you want to be? Like, as, a, as a kid, like, what, what did you actually want to be? Oh, God. Uh, actor or wrestler? Uh, actor or wrestler. So some wrestler-wise, you know, a bit daft kind of thing. I wanted to be a... My dad, I remember dad asked He's like, what do you want to do when you're older? I was like, I want to be a lawyer. And he was just like, oh, great. He was just like, but I want to be like Lionel Hutz. I want to be like an ambulance chaser. I want to be like a <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I wanted to be that Lionel Hutz. It's, it's the greatest piece of libel since my suit against the never-ending story. Yeah, it's this was an absolute loss for the show, I think. I think he was just taken way before his time. Oh, even if he, I don't know, even if he never became a Hollywood lead man, he was always memorable in his roles and his voicing as well. Well, he was going to be Fry, weren't he? I can't. Was it Fry or was that Brannigan? Because they based, I think. Well, they based Brannigan off his uh, personality, off his like that uh, thing. But he was ri- the uh, the originality of the idea of Futurama was uh, he uh, Matt Groening wrote the character of, of Fry for Philip Hartman to kind of do what he wished for him. Um, they wrote the whole uh, the first episode and such. I don't think they filmed the pilot, but then obviously then the murder happened, and in um, a 
form of respect they called that's why he, uh, Fry's first name is Philip. Philip ah yes of course that makes a lot more sense now and then, they, and then they wrote the whole uh, Zach Brannigan character in in kind of memory of him do you think Futuron would have been better if Hartman was alive um, don't get me wrong solid show fantastic I'm not, sh- I'm not sure I think I don't think it would be as good if my I, I don't know why I think Billy West is, a, is quite amazing but Bart he wants to save the eggs he's keeping them under an incubator Marge ends up finding out she's very happy he's had a turn of heart and want to do things right so she helps him out including a lovely little scene where uh, oh wait before that this was one of my favourite bits. I'm not, I mean, I don't mind physical comedy, but just the use of it. Him taking the light bulbs out and Homer going to the yeah. closet every time. Like, it's recycled animation, but it's just, I don't know, just the the way of the fall, just the hands flailing, and obviously Homer's never going to learn, so it was just absolutely perfect for me. It, I don't know, like, originally I kind of thought it got played off a little bit. Like, the second time I didn't laugh as much, and then it's, the third, like, is it the third time with a uh, with a pie? That that I don't know. That kind of brought it back to me. I was just like, yeah, okay, that's pretty funny. Yeah, because it was a long of a gap then, and yeah, it had the yeah. same effect for me. I can yeah. say, but it t- it's time for the um, eggs to hatch. Mm-hmm. Chirpy boy and Bart Junior. Not a personal fan of those names. Could you come up with better names, Carl? No, I think it. No, I like. It. I, if I'm honest, I do actually like. It kind of works with the idea of him being Homer's son. Like it's something always like, yeah, Chirpy Man and uh, Homer Junior. I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking more Trump and May because they're yeah. lizard, they're lizards and people skin. <laughs> God, they just can't act right. I don't know. The eggs hatch and they are Bolivian tree lizards, I believe, that come and eat the eggs of the mother. They eat the original eggs and then lay the eggs in the uh, original bird's basket, leaving for them to care. So they try and see what they can do about these Bolivian tree lizards and they go and visit the Springfield Bird Watching Association. It's a bit what has always bugged me about this episode. Oh yes, so, right, because you, yes. uh, yeah, you only really know the second half. What's the bit that bugs um, you then? Yeah, so can you guess what part of this scene uh, bugs me? It's very, it's very small. But it's kind of... I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't know any minute things. Is someone off-colour? Or what is it? Something wrong in the animation? It's a line. I know, I can't think. I can't think. So the bit what's always bugged me is when when Bart first enters the room, he talks to Skinner as though he doesn't know him. Does he? And he says, he goes, Oh, hi there, I wonder if you can help. I've got these, it just, it just sounds, it just feels so fake, it's like, he should, how he should re- re-watch it after this. So he made direct contact with Skinner, it wasn't just a general look around the room? No, it literally goes straight to Skinner, he goes, hi, I wonder if you can help me, rather than kind of like, bugging around, and I think, in, if, if, especially in later series, he'd probably say something towards Skinner, oh, that is actually Skinner, but it's that. not, and it's always bugged to me. Because then straight away, Skinner does go, okay, Bart, we need to get rid of him. Like, he's, he's aware that he, he knows who he is, kind of thing. But oh. that bit, rewatch it after this, see what you think. I never noticed that. How perfect is it that Skinner is the head of the Bird Watching Association? I think it works for him. I, it's, this boring, I, dull man looking at birds. Yeah. I think they caught that uh, perfect for the character and who should be leading Definitely. it. What did you think? We'll have to do 
one day fake Skinner episode. I think we should read it. We'll leave, I'll leave my thoughts to it till that episode. Skinner thanks him and is about to um, cut their heads off. But no, he's saved them through. And he tells them of the danger of these Bolivian tree lizards. They've already wiped out the dodo, the nene, and that third bird. Uh, the cuckoo. The cuckoo. Uh, dodo, the cuckoo, and then the nene. nene. But also the titpecker, the great tit, and the, I don't know, loads of other dirty puns. Watch me, nene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's then come down to a crisis. Does he want to keep the birds that are bad for the environment, or does he have to give them up? So he does go back to margin. Again, I can see why this was Nancy's one of Nancy's better episodes because it's a real, mm. I don't know, from the start. I know obviously they did it a bit later, but I've not seen a lot of Marge and Bart dynamic. Usually, you think Bart and Homer is the go-to yeah. dynamic. It's very different. I'd like to see it more, and I think they do it a lot more in later seasons. But I really like this dynamic in this episode. And there's also that learning curve, and he ends up reaching it, and Marge saying, "Run for it," because. She knows her son actually means well and is trying to redeem yeah, himself. Absolutely help for a change. So Bart runs off and Mo back at it again with Midge. Get out of the way, Midge. I always like that tiny little bit. I think he's only ever said it like four times, but whenever you think of Mo and Marge, it's just that, ah, hey, Midge. Oh, my God, he's getting away. <laughs> Stop him. Out of the way, Midge. Oh, am I in the way? Yes, yes, you're in the way. Are you daft, woman? Sorry, I didn't realize I was in the way. You're still in the way. You don't seem to be moving at all. Oh, for crying out loud, just knock her ass down. Mm. Way to shove, Edna. I think he said it more than four. I, I just like the idea that he's, he's in love with her, which is played along, played yeah. on it. He, he, he's in love with her, but does not know her name. Doesn't know her name. It's just, I think he just works for the, the type of sleazeball mm. Moe is. Oh, definitely. Massive scuzzball. Also, people get the chance. King of the Hill, Bill and Peggy, exact same dynamic and still very yeah. funny as well. Bart yeah. ends up running off. They end up going to the top of the school, or top of the centre, wherever they are. And Skinner's given them an ultimatum. But he decides to sacrifice the lizards. And it turns out they can actually fly. I don't think it's... He it, it doesn't really sacrifice them. He, he gets in a scruffle with Skinner and then throws the, uh, Skinner openly throws the lizards over, over oh, the house, does. over yes. the building. Yes, because there's a, there's a bit after where he goes, um, where it, it turns out they can fly and they float down, the least ask, in a, um, did you know they could fly? And he goes, um, yes, but I was hoping <laughs> they didn't know that. But he tells Bart that he's unleashed a virus onto the town. Two weeks later, turns out the lizards were a godsend, getting rid of all the pests and rodents. But isn't that a bit short-sighted? What happens when we're overrun by lizards? No problem. We simply unleash wave after wave of Chinese needle snakes. They'll wipe out the lizards. But aren't the snakes even worse? Yes, but we're prepared for that. We've lined up a fabulous type of gorilla that thrives on snake meat. But then we're stuck with gorillas! No, that's the beautiful part. When wintertime rolls around, the gorillas simply freeze to death. Hmm. So, we now get to the final part of the actual ending. And this was the bit of the whole show that bugged me. Okay. It's very much her going like, oh yeah, Bart, you said um, blah, blah, blah about these lizards that you didn't want to contain them, but now you've released them, that they're going to cause more harm than good. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute, that was my seat. So they don't actually wrap it up, they just state what has happened, and there's yeah. no finite end. Conclusion. 
and I believe, uh, I don't know, season 10 onwards, they're very guilty of that. I don't get it, Bart. You got all upset when you killed one bird, but now you've killed tens of thousands and it doesn't bother you at all. Hey, you're right. I called the front seat! You had it on the way over! Hey! <laughs> the big evidence that for me was the Das uh, bus one, where they're on the island. And it's fine, they have a food source, they kill the wild boar. But how they're oh, saved, yeah. yeah, how they're saved, oh, let's just save Mo. I don't know if okay. that's intentionally writers getting screwy, or it's just... With that much of an established show, we can get away with it. There is a really interesting part where it's a uh, like video on YouTube where it says where the Simpsons, the, the episode where the Simpsons died, and there's two examples. Of one oh, I have like watched that. Cycle, like yeah, yeah, it's the one with where with the fake Skinner, and um, Matt Groening hates that episode because it was an episode what he didn't okay, and then it's made it and it kind of just gets rid of all. The whole, like the whole character arc of Skinner just being this loser and then all of a sudden he's not a loser he's actually a really cool dude but he's faking who he is but then by the end of it we're just going to make him fake who he is again yes and no one's going to mention it and the judge coming along all of this yeah. has never happened and whoever recounts it will be punishable by death yeah oh god yeah and then another one's one later down the series where the whole idea about the episode is Lady Gaga coming to town on a oh, train. Jesus, yeah. It just feels like a massive ego trip kind of thing. Rather than... It's, it's kind of like fucking Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones. Oh, because Maisie Williams was a massive fan. Yeah. Pretty much. So, on the scale, so, on the totem pole, how are you ranking what, this? What are we rating this one out of? Hmm. Uh, lizards or frozen Bolivian, I go Bolivian tree lizards. Are we oh, flying yeah, high or flying low? Um, I don't know. So, what? Out of curiosity, what part of this do you just kind of peter off and forget about? Because you said you couldn't remember the ending. I remember up to the second act break when you see the lizards hatch, but then I don't remember. Yeah. I had trouble remembering what they were called, or how Skinner got involved in it, or how they yeah. nearly died and flew off. I think this is one of the, the more classic examples of what the Simpsons is more now, where it feels like. The beginning of the episode has nothing to do with the end of the the episode. It's, it's, it's more clear now than it does later in the season, but I think this is the kind of first inkling at that, where it's got nothing to do with them going to the park and getting the BB gun. And it just, it, rather than it feel, feeling like a coherent story, like the, um, the episode we talked about in the pilot, it feels a lot more kind of... So then this happened, which can lead to this, and then can lead to this, and lead to that. Ah, right. If you're following. So I think I'm going to give this one... I'm going to give it out of ten rather than five this time. Oh, okay. I know. Uh, I'm going to give it five and a half frozen gorillas out of ten. <laughs> All right, okay, okay. Mid-tier. Um... I think... It's, it's very mid-tier. Mid I don't know. There's, there's jokes in it, which are really funny. Like the whole frozen grill a bit, and the whole um, not so much classic Simpsons where it's just kind of like I'll quote them to my friends, but just bits what just they still kind of make me laugh a little bit. Like for example, the pies and and seventy five watt thing. What about you? For me, uh, I'm not going to be a maverick or Mr. Cow reader. I'm going to stick with a nice uh, five plan here. I'm going to go 
three Billy Bean Tree Lizards out of five here. Yeah, I think it's mostly solid, but then again, I don't know, the the ending still sort of sticks with me, sticks with me like a like a bad crawl there, so I'm gonna have to keep it a three to a five. Alright, uh now it's the part of the show where we spin that wheel, randomly generate that episode, see what we're gonna review for the next episode. Oh, okay, here we are. We're going back to season two this time, Cal. Okay. Season two, episode nine, Itchy and Scratchy and Marge. I believe it's I the one where Marge remember. takes on the animators. I thought the Poochie one, I don't know why the Poochie one came in, my, in mind first, but no, I know which one it is. All right, well, I um, hope you can join us next time for that special episode. Again, uh, like, comment, and sh- share on the Uncle Mo's Family Feedback uh, podcast Facebook page. And uh, we will see you next time. Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good.